And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio, Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ken Brown. How are you? All right, all right, all right, all right. Game one is in the pocket. It's over, done, finito, finished. A lot of stuff to pick out of this, Mike, but we're going to start very slow, very sure. Make sure everybody out there does not panic because unlike years before, unlike years before, there are 16 games left now. Just a second. You say we're going to go slow and sure? Slow and sure. And you're sure you are participating? I am participating. (laughs) This will not be overreaction Monday or Tuesday, okay? You got that? I'll believe it when I hear. All it. right, was not a pretty game, Mike O'Hare. The Lions, uh, for I think this is this the second consecutive year they've gave gave up a well they've given up over thirty a lot. But I'm thinking back to the Jets game Monday night with well, Patricia's first game they gave up forty. So I guess this is a thing where if you're a new coach you got to give up forty on the first game just to be considered in the Lions club. Is that the way we're working in now? Just to be part, of, just to be part of the club in forty one. Yeah, right. but really a tale of tale of two different different games the way it was played well i'm telling you right now i was very i'm not expecting much as you know from the last uh podcast we did i've told you what i expect for this season but i was very disappointed in the in the performance sunday not necessarily that they didn't play hard but i just thought the lack of skill Team-wide was just amazing to me. Did you? Did, I mean, I knew they didn't have a lot of talent, but I thought, especially defensively, they had more talent than that. I I was more disappointed defensively than I was offensively because I thought offensively it's going to be a struggle uh, with what they with the with the with the people they have at, specifically at wide receiver. Now, look if they can reduce it down and and ride, you know, uh, DeAndre Swift and. Jamal Williams, the two running backs, and T.J. Hackinson, and maybe another one, you know, another player in there. Then they're going to be able to do well. And look, they were able to move the ball at the end, specifically the fourth quarter. But uh, defensively, to me, that was—I'm not saying I was shocked at what I saw, but very, very disappointing just to see for three three quarters just players running wide open, running free across the middle, uh, uh, penalties, missed assignments. Things like that. I thought it was. I thought it was just very, very disappointing. Well, I was disappointed from the when I got the lineup for Sunday. First of all, Anyarike didn't suit up. Uh, the other Aquara brother didn't suit up. And these are your second and third round picks from you know the last two drafts. Guys that should be on the game day roster regardless. Why are they not putting these guys up? And then you got guys who you know are just you know, okay players or whatever, they're not going to be your future. You're playing them. I, I just don't understand that. Well, I think there's some injury issues there with some of those players too. I think we have to find out more about that than, than, than uh, because uh, uh, the, the second-round pick from, from Washington had been injured during training camp and, and the preseason. So I think you're putting too much into that. I don't think that's the way it's going to be for 16 games or 17, 16 games that are left. Well, like I said, the defense was horrible. I'm, I'm more interested in the players who played than the ones who didn't. Well, we know sense. what the players that played were. We saw Michael Brockers for the first time. I think we saw him. I didn't hear his name pretty much the whole day, but uh, he was out there. We saw him play for the first time. Um, I, for the life of me, this uh, Jamie Collins and thing from last year to this year, 
for the money they're paying him, man. I, I don't I don't see it. I'm sorry. Am I missing something on that? I just don't see it. Well, he took a, well the money. He took a significant pay cut in the off season, so I think that's that's been addressed in that regard. But unless he's paying them, it wasn't significant enough. Okay. I mean, come on. He was getting $10 million a year. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. You know, he was a known player I, that when he left the Patriots and went to Cleveland, he didn't perform, went back to the Patriots, he performed, and then the Lions signed him at the end of that year. But outside of the times he plays with the Patriots, I don't see it. No, I don't think he really has played played all that well. He's a playmaker at times. Uh, we haven't seen enough of those times, I would think, right now. All I know is Derek Barnes came in for five snaps, and he made two tackles and an assist, or two tackles in five snaps. And he he's playing the same way he played in preseason. I think that young man deserves more time. Well, he'd probably get it if that's what he did. Well, uh, that's what he did. I'm only looking. I'm looking at the stats. Hey, Kenny, that's what he did. Kenny, let me just interrupt you a second. You act like you're giving him the rap on all 17 games, and it's over. It's just started. They yeah. played one game. Yeah, but you're acting like you're, you're. Wait, hold it, hold it. Not seriously. You're acting like they played the full season, and now we're doing the rigor. The we're doing the uh, the breakdown on the entire 17 games. They just started. I know they just started, Mike. But I think that you should put out your best foot forward. Don't try to ease into things. And I just don't. I don't like this start. The, the Philadelphia Eagles coach, who to me is a total nutbag. I mean, not nuts, but he's just. He's not. He's like Marty Morning Week to me. This guy wins his first game. What's wrong with having a new coach come in and actually winning the first game? What's wrong with putting trying to doing something that you weren't expected to do? Next time you see Dan Campbell, tell him he should have tried to win. Well, even himself, he said we got to play it one. We got to play a certain weight in order to to be successful. What what what, what does that comment mean? What does that mean? I think, he's absol- I, think, I think he's absolutely right. But do you say that in public? Pretty obvious. I, it's I, pretty I obvious, but there are a lot of obvious things. But when it comes out your mouth, then it becomes a fact. No comment from Michael here. I already, I already made my comment. Okay, well, let's move on then. I'm, you see, I'm fired up for this because I just I don't want this to this start snowballing into another Matt Patricia era because, like I said, Matt Patricia came in with a lot of hype and a lot of ready to go, and I don't know if he ever recovered after that first game. I don't know if he ever recovered. So I don't want to see Dan Campbell get swept into the same area. You know, you lose another 40-point game next week, then everybody's going to start looking at you sideways. So, you know, stop stop the flow. That's all I'm saying. Well, they certainly have a tough game coming up, regardless of what the Packers did in their opener uh, against, well, in Jacksonville against the, the New Orleans Saints. I don't think you're going to see the same Packers team next Monday night against the Lions at Clambeau Field. Do you think Aaron so, Rodgers is uh, upset, uh, scared of this defense? No. Who, who said he was? I'm saying he's licking his chops right now. He, no, absolutely it, not. This is the medicine that he needs. I, I Really, I don't think Aaron Rodgers ever played scared in his life. I don't know why he would. Nobody said play scared. I'm saying he's. this is the medicine he needs from a bad performance last week. You couldn't have ordered anything. The doctor couldn't have ordered anything better than the Lions defense, the way they played last week. So, <laughs> all right, Mike. <Michael. laughs> um, one serious injury, Jeff Okuda, 
gone for the year with an Achilles? Big yeah, blow maybe, or yeah. just a, a turnstile that need to be replaced with another turnstile? What do you make of it? Because, like I said. I, I think it's a big blow for him and a big blow for the franchise because they're getting an entire year now with no development of a player that they drafted third overall a year ago who missed, only played, what, nine games as a rookie because of injury. So, in effect, you've got a young man who's played 10 games out of what would have been 33, and you're not getting any development out of him at all. You're getting a year of rehab now. And that that's that doesn't develop your your skill level at all, not at all. Well, I hope his rehab goes better than his the skill development because, like I said, I haven't seen anything out of him since he drafted us. Again, check the old podcast. I I just I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. I didn't like it from the beginning, and I just don't see anything special in Jeff Okuda. Well, do you have a today? This is in particular a checklist of guys that you're going to just write off. Yeah, I got a couple more. Get to it. I got a couple. Do you want to do it in alphabetical order? I'm going down the line. I'm going to get to it. I'll get to him. I'm I'm not writing him off because you're stuck with him now. But my point being, he's had a year and a half. Even though he didn't play a lot last year, he had a whole camp this year. He had one game. I still haven't seen anything that makes this guy third pick best cornerback drafted or the highest cornerback drafted in 20 years. I don't I don't see it. I don't see any ball skills. I don't see any – he's got size. I give him that. He's got good size. I, I, I see him on the side. He, he, I just don't – I just didn't like it from the beginning. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, coming back from the Achilles, I was talking to an um, orthopedic surgeon yesterday. He says it's going to be the mental more than the physical. His age bodes well because he's young. But he says that the mental part of not being able to trust your leg afterward is going to be what might hinder him. And, you know, Mike, he may never be the same. Well, you, you never know. That's, that'll, be, uh, that'll be proven over time. Well, as of right now, that's another mark on the Bob Quinn drafting here because I, I, you got nothing out of him. And really, you need him. But if somebody comes in and steps up like a Fute – um, Melifanu, who's the third-round pick from Syracuse, if he comes in and plays good, then, you know, you might just – if somebody comes in and takes your job, and then you you might just be written off next year. That's what I'm saying. That's why you got to – when you're on the field, you got to perform. Either that or get off the field. It's just that simple. <laughs> it's just that simple. Okay. All right. Okay, uh, who's next? Uh, who's next let's go down the line here. Blocks. Um, linebackers were, were to me were not good. Um, Trey Flowers made a play at the end of the game. He graded high on the PFF, but like I said, I expect a lot out of Trey Flowers for nineteen million dollars a year. I don't think I'm going to get that, but at least he does play hard, and it's a new position kind of for him. So I'm going to give him a couple weeks on that to see what he's doing. I didn't think Tracy he's Walker got two weeks. Yeah, just a couple. Two he's weeks. only got a couple. Tracy, oh, okay. I didn't think Tracy Walker played that great. And I, Will Harris, to me, reverted back to the Will Harris of last year. Yeah, I was that. I, all the guys, I thought he was going to really come on this year. I, I, look, like I'll, I'll go again. It's one game. It's a bad start. We'll see what happens once again as they move into the rest of the season. But it was not a good start for Will Harris. One of those things that plagued him last couple of years as a rookie, and then again last year, was getting big penalties. He got another one yesterday, grabbing the face mask, and just grabbed. You know, no, no. And sometimes it's it's unavoidable. You get into the stack there, the players, and you get locked into something. Uh, this was 
this was a bad penalty on his part. And also just, you know, patrol in the middle. Didn't make any plays, didn't make any big tackles on that one big touchdown. Just just he wasn't he wasn't there. No. Like I said, I let that one go too. I just put it out there. Um before we get to the offense, I'll go through the special teams guys first. I thought Siebert missed it one that he could have made, made one, so we'll the jury's still out on him, but you know, it's the kicker. Jack Fox did what Jack Fox does. I didn't see any bad snaps, so Scott Daly was good at, you know, the new Don Mulebot. Um, that pretty much it. How do you think of the special teams? I thought they were okay. You know, they've, they've, they've always been good. They've been good for a number of years, and I think they're still good. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really been, you know, there's a, there's a writer, Rick Goslin, you know him. We've talked about it before. He does a comprehensive evaluation and grading system of, of all 32 teams in the league on their special teams. And the Lions are always, always up there in the top, you know, five or 10 or something like that. And, and there's no reason to think that they won't be there again. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear Austin Bryan's name Sunday at called. And I, 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 he was one of my players. He to look, snaps, yeah. yeah. He was one of my players. I look forward to seeing this year because I thought he could make some uh, headway. I thought he had a good uh, preseason and, in the last year, I thought he played good. Didn't he, didn't hear much from him this year. I mean, first week. So I'm gonna look. This for, year, I said this week. Can you acting week. like you're wrapping up the season? No, I'm not Come wrapping up the season. This this week, I meant to this say this year, week. You haven't seen much this of him this week. year. Okay? This week, I'm just saying this week. He played one snap. Yeah. And eight on special teams, one on defense. So, like I said, that's something I want to look forward to seeing out of him. All right, let's get to the offense. Um. I didn't think the offense played great overall. They scored 30-something points, but just overall, I didn't think they played great. I thought they were average. I thought Jared Goff was average. The receivers were pretty much non-existent. Uh, The tight end was very good. But uh, the key offensive thing to me was Penny Sue at left tackle because I'm telling you, I told you last week about guys writing columns about how terrible he was. He was going to be this bus, bus, bus. Put him on the left side. Man, that kid looked like he had been out there for two years, man. I, you couldn't tell me that he wasn't a veteran more than a rookie in his first start at 20 years old. Uh, you forgot to include the running backs, by the way. You skipped right over them. I'll get to them, but the Penny Sewell is right Okay, I just now. want to make sure. I just want All you to right. know that I'm listening to you. Penny okay? Sewell right now. As painful as it may be. Penny Sewell. I thought he played fine. I really did. He was drafted seventh overall for a reason. Yeah. First offensive lineman drafted this year. Yeah, he's a, a terrific player. He's going to have a long, terrific career, as long as the only the always the caveat, as long as he stayed healthy. I'm not surprised he played well. I thought he was doing fine at right tackle too. You thought he was doing fine at right tackle. He was swimming at right tackle. He was okay, but he was dominant. Well, and he, that, wait a minute, I'm just saying he was okay at right that's, tackle that's, over the preseason. No, that was that's not my. Opinion. No, that's not my opinion. That's the no, PFF's no, that's opinion. That's the PFF's opinion. That's people who judged and rated the game's opinion more than one website, mm-hmm. and that was their opinion. So I'm just going on what was being said about him. I'm not what using the Ken Brown you. say. Well, what people, reputable sites say about him, yes. I didn't make it up. I'm just telling what they said about him playing as his play. They rated him one of the lowest rated right tackles in preseason. Now, did Ken Brown didn't say that. They said it. So it was said. So I'm, all I'm saying is, for somebody who was the lowest rated right tackle, two days of practice on the left side, then you move him over into the starting lineup, and he performs like that? You know what that says. That says that kid's a player. 
That's what I'm well, saying. I thought he was going in, and I'm not. I'm not surprised that he played well. I mean, he's a good player. He's a terrific prospect. That's a good offensive line. It really is. It's very, well, very good. Well, brings up a dilemma. Line. Brings up today's dilemma. He's a left tackle. You can put him on the right side, and he can learn it, take time with it, do whatever you want to do. He may never be as good on the right as the left. I'm sure he will master it after a while. But why? Leave him at left tackle. I know Decker's going to be out for how many weeks, and you don't have to worry about it right now, but I'm telling you, Mike, leave that kid over there and leave him alone, see you in 15 years when we find your replacement. So you can't see any reason at all to keep Decker at left tackle and Sewell at right tackle? No. If, you have a, if, if, that, if that makes you a better offensive line, then the heck with it. Let's just do it that way, right? Who's the best? See, me and you have this conversation all the time. We had this conversation with Rag now when he first came in, when he played guard that first year, and I told you. He was a center. Put him a center and leave him. Nah, 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 nah. And I, who said it? Who says? It ended up they moved him to center after the first year, which he should have been the whole first year. Now look at him. He's one of the best centers in the league. You got a guy here, Penny Sewell. Decker's a top 10 tackle in the league probably, top 10 left tackle. But Sewell will be a top two or three, if not the top tackle in the league, if you leave him, leave him over there. That's how good he's projected. Put him over there. Yeah, but the – and I look, I don't disagree with the value of, of, of Penny Sewell at left tackle, right tackle, whatever it is, but what is the what is the goal? To build the best offensive line you have or to make you know, or to build up Penny Sewell? What if if, if you have Decker on the left side and Sewell on the right at right tackle and that makes you a better offensive line, why wouldn't you do that? That's not my goal. My goal is to put the Just best to player Penny in the heck with No, the best player talent-wise and potential-wise, at the position which he will maximize it. So Penny Sewell has a higher ceiling at left tackle than Taylor Decker does, undoubted, no question. And he will play without injury. This is all we are talking about without injury. He will play longer than Decker. He's seven years younger than Decker. So why not put him there, leave him where he's going to be for the next 10 years, and deal with whatever you have to deal with after that? Now, this is my suggestion. Everybody talks about, we'll move Decker to the right side, blah, 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 blah. I got an even better suggestion. What's that? You're not going anywhere this year. You're, you're building for the future. Penny, Penny Sewell's your future. There are probably 15 teams out there that need a left tackle. You can get so much draft stat for him right now. You can get a stash of picks for next year. And then he can go to a team that's winning and ready to go, and everybody's happy. That's my suggestion, what I would do. I wouldn't try to move him to right tackle when he's ready to play. If I can get a first plus for him, and it's got to be a first plus, not just a first, I, I, it's, let him go. Let him go, Mike. That's the suggestion. And what do you do with this $40 million guaranteed salary? Well, you're going to eat some. I looked on the thing. You're probably going to have to eat about 12. Some. You're going to listen to uh, I looked it over. You probably have to eat 12 to 14 mil on the cap, which you have. You have to eat that. But if you're getting back draft assets and or players, and then next year that money's off, you know, where you're actually paying, it may be some cap, you know, ramifications, but the money's off. You're not going to be over the cap for the next two or three years anyway. You don't have any expensive players. And there's going to be the ones you have expensive are going to be dropping off. Just Why something to think about. Right, hold, yeah, right. I could tell you thought about it. 
Why wouldn't you just move him to right tackle? Well, this is if he doesn't want to go to right tackle, which I, I'm assuring I'm sure he doesn't want to. But instead of having unhappy players, and if he's a left tackle, fine. You can be a left tackle for somebody else. If you can get the return on the investment, you're building a young team. He's only 27, but you're building a young team. And if you can get return on the investment and you've already got the position covered, why not? Well, it's not what I would do, but I think it has some merit. It's not what, it's not what I would do, and I don't think it's what the Detroit Lions are going to do. But obviously you have uh, put an awful lot of thought in this, and I think you are intransigent in your position, and there's no point in me trying to argue it one way or the other. Well, I'm not arguing. I'm just, that's something to would put out there. Would you agree with that? That's something to put out there. <laughs> would and, you agree with but that? One, no, but one thing I will agree with, I'm not moving Penny Sewell back and forth. If the next four games are like this last game, or how many games until Decker gets back, then he stays. That's just a simple fact. We deal with everything else after that. The absolute I know is that you're the left tackle from this point on. Uh, that would be interesting. It really would. Well, like I said, I can't argue it. It's not what I would do, but I can't argue right. against it. Okay, and um, back to the running back since we didn't bring it up. Well, what was your uh, analysis on our two running backs, Mr. Swift? And, uh, I, thought, I, I thought that, you Mr. know, Williams. what uh, Dan Campbell said at the uh, early in training camp asked about the two running backs. He said he could have a one-two punch, and I think they have one. Now, I don't think it's the greatest of all time, but I think it's a really effective twosome in, uh, in DeAndre Swift and, and uh, Jamal Williams. I think they both showed, uh, you know, they both had more than 100 yards from scrimmage. Obviously, there's a big play potential there, down to down with with DeAndre Swift, a little more than than you have with with, with Jamal Williams. And I think it's, I think they're, you know, the both young guys, they're, they're set up for, you know, three four years at the running back position if those guys stay healthy. I concur. I thought the running backs were fine. I, I put it even better than I thought the running backs were fine. I thought I was really impressed with the scheme, the new offensive coordinator. I was really impressed with him. I, when I used to watch the Chargers, Anthony Lynn, I was like, okay, I, they're okay as a scheme. But I thought the scheme was real good. I just think it needs players in it. Well, the one – Obviously, they lack wide receivers. That's not, right. You knew that going in. They lack wide receivers. There's no, absolutely no surprise, and there's nothing really that you can do. You just develop the heck out of what you have and make the most out of it the rest of the season. But uh, but the rest of it, I think, you know, tight end, uh, running back, uh, offensive line, I think they're fine, and I think the quarterback is functional. I don't think, he, I don't think Jared Goff is ever going to have, obviously, Matthew Stafford's arm, but I think he's a functional quarterback. It's, you know, how far how far will he take a team? Well, he took one to the Super Bowl once, or at least he was a starting quarterback and a two-time Pro Bowler on a team that made it to the Super Bowl. So I, I think you have something to work with or something to play with for the next couple of years anyway. Yeah, he'll, he'll never carry a team, but he won't hurt you. He'll, he'll, he'll be good at times. He'll be bad at times too because I can tell he – He's not – I thought he was more accurate. Maybe it was just the one game, but I – he was missing a lot of short throws early. I just – I was couldn't figure that out. Maybe it's just – I think he was throwing wide, but I think also you, you never know if the wide receivers – and these are – look, these are guys, okay? 
these are these are just guys. They're not they're not really. There's none of them have been full time starters in the National Football League yet. You don't know if they're getting the right depth on routes, especially a guy like, you know, Trinity Benson. Really, you've had him what eight days. Right. You think he's going to run precise routes for you? Right. Just I'm not saying he's never going to do it, but it's certainly going to take him some time. Yeah, and that's a point I was making to you earlier before we did the podcast about wide receivers too. There's so many of them coming out of college now, and there's third-rounders that you produce right away, and there's a whole plethora of wide receivers in the league now that are looking for places to be number ones. I'm just not spending any of those four first-round picks we got coming up that you got for Stafford. Well, first five, yours and theirs. I'm not spending any on a wide receiver. I just think that position can be filled so easy that you take those four number ones and you build your team up. Well, I'm glad we're looking now. You know, now that this season is over, I'm glad we're looking ahead to the draft. Well, Mike, really in all truthfulness, the see <laughs> if you're talking playoffs, this season is over. I mean, just face it. Playoffs. Yeah, if you're talking playoffs, the season is over. This is a building season. Can can we at least agree to that? It was a building season going in? Yeah. Now, look, okay. So then, look at it that oh, so then, it. right. So you got to look at it. We look, we look, we look, we look at it that way. That's our realistic view of it. But I don't think Dan Campbell and his staff are coaching to lose when they're coaching for next year. Now, look, you have to have the future in mind. That's what Brad Holmes said in an interview we had with him. You know, before the start of the season, you have to have an eye on the future. But you know, you know, Monday through Sunday during the regular season, all the, everything they do is to win. So they're not looking at it the same way we are. No, well, of course they look to win, but, I mean, look, they don't have to face the reality. We do. That they're not going to win. They're just not talented enough to win. They're not talented enough to win. Hold it. Hold it. They face the reality. We talk about it. No, some of them don't face reality. Some of them are are in delusional. That, oh, uh, you know, with a right break, we can be in the Super Bowl. No, you can't. No, you can't. No, Kenny. No, you can't. Kenny, they – no, you're wrong. They don't spend all that time looking at that video and all that stuff they do not to know what's going I'm on. I'm talking about some players in this league and some coaches in this league believe that they can do anything, and they believe that with the right breaks we can be in. No, you can't. I'm, we're, I'm the realist here. No, you can't. It's not going to happen. I just want to see them, like you said, get better as the season goes on. The, the game was entertaining. I mean, it was, a, it was an entertaining game. If you're going to entertain – get better, get the young players better, and come out of it at the end of the year that way with a plan on what to do to get back to be a playoff contender, then, then you've had a successful season. You know, the amazing part of that, of that game, and you kind of get lost in statistics and all that, but they ran, they ran 92 snaps on offense, 92 to 55 for the 49ers. They had 15 first downs in the, thir- in the fourth quarter, 15 right. in the fourth quarter alone. They ran 35 plays in the fourth quarter. That's if they would maybe would have had another minute or so in that last possession. You could see that the 49ers were gassed. They really were. It's a lot of snaps defensively to play. It takes a lot more out of you defensively than it does offensively to play that many snaps in a row. If they would have had another you know, another minute or so when they got the ball for the last time, I think they could have worn it down and gotten into the end zone. And scored and then maybe had a two-point conversion to tie it and send it into overtime. I, re- I really believe that. Now, I'm not saying they should have won. Absolutely I'm not saying that at all. But that's the way things were, were moving forward then at that moment in that game. Well, I'm I'm disappointed on that last play. And this is the difference between golf and Stafford. On that last play, Stafford with no way would have threw a ball short. He's throwing that ball in the end zone or he's throwing it down the field past the, to the first down area. He's not throwing something. I know golf got engulfed and just threw it, but – 
that I just didn't like that play. I didn't like the quarterback's reaction to that play. I don't know what what he was trying to do. Or I like I said, that's how I've been spoiled by Matt Stafford. Matt definitely would have threw that ball toward the end zone. It would have definitely been down the field. Well, I don't think really golf, like you said, he got in golf. I don't think he had any chance to do what he wanted to do at all. Not what he wanted to do, but I'm saying uh, that's why Stafford was what he was. He would just make something that he would impromptu something or improvise something and do it. Golf just like, okay, well, I can't do nothing. This is the best I can do. All right, let's play another week. And that's that's the mentality I, I want to get him to do. I just want to I just want to hey, set some fire on it, man. I guess we can tell that the quarterback's not on WJR this year. No, he's not. No, he's not. Trust me. No, he's not. Oh, okay. No, he's Let's not. Move on. No, he's Let's not. Move on. That's right. He's not. I don't have his number on. in my phone like the other one. That's, That's right. Like, no, he's not. How, how, good no, he's the, not. how good was the tight end, TJ Hawkinson? Was he as good as he sounded? No, nah, no. TJ Hawkinson, who we have on every week, 530 on Monday. Did you? I didn't say anything good. I just let his play speak for itself. I just let it speak for itself. But, uh, hey, bright spot of the game, T.J. Hawkinson. Yes, put it out there. That I well, uh, well, then, look, I, I remember questions about him when they drafted him eighth overall, and that, that pick's been validated many times. I, just, I still disagree. But, I still disagree. We can have this discussion another day, but I still no, disagree with you. No, we, no, we you. can't. I, I, I don't care, Mike. The tight end that high was not a good pick. It was not Are a good serious? pick. serious? I'm serious. That was too high for a tight end that time. He's a good player. Don't get me wrong. But a seven for I don't believe in taking tight ends in the top seven, top eight. Who cares what you believe? I don't believe I don't look at look over statistics over look over the years at the statistics where, where, on. Where is where, where is hold on a second. Who's reading the drafting Bible according to, to Ken Brown? Mike. Tidy. Kenny, who is it? Who are the best tight ends in the league? Kittle. Right? The guy okay. in Kansas City. What about what, what, what about Kyle Pitts drafted fourth overall? You mean when Kyle Pitts had like four four catches of 20 yards the other day or something like that? You mean that Kyle Pitts? Oh, I'm sorry. The season is over for them too? No, I'm just saying uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't equate to being the best. It doesn't equate to being best. The best tight ends were not drafted in the top ten, the ones in the league now. Just that fact. Uh, well, no, that's not true. One of them is. Which one? T.J. Hackinson. He's not the best, though. I not said the one best. of the best. He's not the best. He's not the best. The best tight ends in the league were not Ken, drafted Ken, in the top give, ten. Ken, give this one up, okay? Oh, yeah, okay. Seriously. All right, Mike. Take your S&H right. green stamps. Right, you put them, in the, put them in the folder. You keep drafting tight ends. And in move the, on. Hey, like the Lions, you keep drafting tight ends and cornerbacks without speed in the top ten, and you end up where? Where we are today. Yeah, keep, keep drafting like that, okay? Just keep drafting like that. And wasting premium picks on non-premium positions. All right. I'm just going to let it go. Well, let's listen. Just for our listeners out there, can we review your objections to Penny Sewell on draft day, please? I didn't have an objection to Penny Sewell. Oh, please. I did not. I told y'all. I said Penny Sewell or Justin Fields. I got it on tape. Penny Fields. I mean, Justin Fields or Penny Sewell. I said I'd be happy with either one of them. I didn't want a wide receiver. I, that's the only thing I said I did not want. Oh. All right. Anyway, we got to go, man. I'm done arguing for this week. Thank Green you. Green Bay next week. <laughs> Green Bay Monday night football. What do you expect out of the Lions this week? Well, I expect them to play them hard, play them tough like they did, and I think they'll be 
they'll be better in week two than they were in week one. I don't think you'll see them down 38 to three or whatever it was. I'm sorry, 38 to 10. That's, that's to me, the most disappointing part of the game is that the same thing that has bothered them the last two, three, four years is that when the other team gets on a run, they haven't been found a way to knock them out and get them, you know, and stop it. And it's, it happened game after game after game last year. And it happened again in, in the opener against, uh, against the 49ers when from when from 14 to 10 to 38 to 10, you've got to find a way to stop it. Yeah. And I think they can do that against the Packers, but I don't think that, I don't think that opening game against, uh, against the saints will have, it means anything in week two. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. You're right. And also when you're down, um, 10 points, you don't throw pick sixes, you know, so don't well, blame the defense totally on that either. That was a killer pick six. So was uh, so was uh, the two picks that that, uh, that Aaron Rodgers had too. Yeah. Went from seventeen, yeah. right. seventeen three to twenty four right. game over. Right. So you know. All right, Mike. Till next week, will we resume again? I may be in a little better mood next week. Why don't you get this all this out of you before we get on the air? I had okay? to get. I want to get it out here. This is my therapy. I'm giving out here today. My therapy. Session. Therapy. You call this therapy? <laughs> yes, it is. This is misery. So anyway, well, you we'll are the do a uh, misery. We'll <laughs> pick up next Tuesday after the Monday night game, and hopefully a better performance, and we'll see some of the improvements in the Lions, and then we'll talk about it right here on WJR. The K and Mike podcast. Don't forget T.J. Hawkinson's on Monday. Next week it won't be Monday. It'll be uh, probably Tuesday, 5.30. Michael here at DetroitLions.com. He'll be writing again next week. Check him out as he gives in-depth analysis on everything that is Detroit Lions. <laughs> Don't right. try to make up now. Okay? <laughs> I'll make it Don't up. Try. I'll make it up. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. Thank you. <laughs>